0: If you enjoy listening to inspirational stories from people just like us, facing the fear and doing it anyway, then you're in the right place. My name is Claire Hill, and this is the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. Hello, welcome to the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. My name is Claire Hill, I'm the founder of the Vivid Business Club. I am a self-belief coach, business mentor, and all-round lovely person that has had a big year. This is my reflection of 2023 episodes. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, listen to that. I am croaky. i got a cuff. Oh, my God. I am... My house is lurgied up to the eyeballers. Eyeballs with just so much luck, and currently i am recording this um and it's just been one of them days juggling 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 if you are watching this on the video the lighting is incredibly poor um because i don't normally record podcasts this late because of the light the light but you know what would tina do tina turner got my tina turner t-shirt still on uh, Tina would carry on and she'd get on with it I do have a very hot cup of tea with me um, I don't know how hot it's going to remain because I've just got one of them I've got a headache and the tea, the hot tea is going to sort me out I'm just going to have a quick sip I'm pumped to record this episode though really pumped I want to escape my house from all the stuff that's going on up there get down to my little office oh, what a little sanctuary this place is Um, I, I, when I start plan, when I started thinking about recording this episode and sort of thinking about 2023 in a big year, it, it really has been one of the best years ever. Um, for many, many reasons, but not for the reasons that I think are, um, the norm i have just really stepped in to myself finally um i feel like that anyway i had a photo shoot a brand photo shoot a couple of years ago um actually it might only be like yeah may 2022 and the way I look and my confidence, and even who I am, eighteen months ago, is crazy to where I am now. So it's a, it's crazy when I if I listen back to this in a year, like where am I going to be in a year? Um, I'm really proud of myself for this year. My, uh, there's there's been three major themes for this year. One massively it's been all about boundaries to be honest it's probably that is the main thing about boundaries this year two being even more disciplined and three starting things before I'm ready I'm just going to start with this one because starting running this year I've spoken about it on here already but starting running this year was massive for me because I always thought I couldn't run Um, And this is how limiting beliefs can be when you put yourself a label on yourself. I can't run. I'm not a runner. I'm not good at whatever. And I just had this idea of myself as a CEO, myself as a, a, you know, a warrior boss, somebody that runs a six-figure, seven-figure business. What does she do? She runs not to lose weight, nothing to do with her body, but for her mind. And so one day, I just decided I was going to go. I decided I was going to start before I was ready and go. The massive benefit to starting running, say, April, May, is that and for me, running in the morning is the best time for me to run. Hugely, massively, best time for me to run. Because the the sun is coming up, There was a smell in the air first thing in the morning around that time of year. You know that smell? Like, oh, my God, it's my favorite smell. So I knew that if I ran at that point, I would enjoy it because there would be that smell in the air, that smell of spring and plants and nature and all of that. Um, Also, I knew if I started running first thing in the morning, I would have it done. I'm very good at talking myself out of stuff during the day so if you're by the way if you're starting a habit january time and obviously new year is just around the corner then i would suggest doing it at a time where that you like like doing or that you know that you're going to get out of it even though it is incredibly difficult to get up and go go out for a run or go to the gym first thing in the morning the smug feeling you get for the rest of the day because you've done it and you don't have to think when am i going to do it because if I know that I have to run or exercise in the evening all day, I'm like, oh, God, I've got to do that later. Oh, I've got to do that later. So getting it done, I just feel so smug. It makes me feel really, really cool. Plus, how's you know, you're walking around like, yeah, man, I've already, what, it's half past seven, I've already exercised. Tap myself on the shoulder or back, <laughs> whatever. Just give yourself a little hand on the back um so i i i formulated that but also i made it really simple when i first started running i just literally i had my my gear i, I had ex- i wore exactly the same thing every time i run i would just wash it quickly so that i didn't have to think what would i would i wear another tip keep it simple black hat pink top black sports bra pink and black leggings you know pink and black obviously is the way forward um put my trainers on and I'd leave. I wouldn't take any headphones. I wouldn't take anything else. I would just go. Really simple to get out of the door then. Uh, I'd take a key, depending on what time of the day it was, if my husband was up or not. Usually he's not up actually. Um, So i put my stuff on and I would just see how I went. And I would one route and I'd just see how I went. I didn't even plan. I didn't tie myself on my Fitbit or anything like that. I was just like, I'm just going to go. Because even if I run 30 seconds, better than I would have done if I was indoors. And I just had this mentality of just one step at a time, do it. Oh, look, I'm outside. Oh, look, I'm running. Oh, I'm stopping. I'm walking, but I'm running. Oh, I'm stopping. I'm walking. And I did the same lap, just kept going. And then I remember the first day I was like, Dan, I've just ran it all in one go. That was it. within about two or three weeks I ran it all in one go. And I didn't have any expectations. It wasn't about I'm going to run this amount actually since i have had expectations i've run a little bit less but i've started going to the gym now so because it's just horrible weather i would always recommend i'm as soon as i can i'm going to be running back outside um as soon as i can i can run now at the in the at the weekend i have run at the weekend um like when it's a bit lighter but it. it i don't like running in the dark i don't like running in the cold i don't like running in the rain summer rain yeah that's all right but no, I'd rather go to the gym. So I set up, a, a t- you know, one of these, um, I'm a member of JD Gyms. They're not sponsoring this podcast, but if you, you'd like to sponsor this podcast, I really like their format, in and out It's not one of them 10-pounder gyms, so it's actually quite nice in there. And it's got classes involved there as well, which I think is really, but bar- it's a bargain, 30 quid a month, really. And the first month, if you join up before Chris- before Christmas, I think, or no, before New Year... It's like five pounds for the first month, so it's a it's a real bargain. Um, I'm sure in January it's going to be packed, but I've really I've really enjoying it, and it's keeping me moving. So, for me, removing this limiting belief of I can't run, and starting running before I felt I was ready to run, and then all of a sudden I could run. Like after a while, I was like, Oh, how far is that? And I wouldn't even time the distance until I looked at my fitbit I'm like, oh my god i've just i've just run five and a half k what the freak did i do that and then all of a sudden i'd run eight kilometers like, What? Well, i could run 10 and then now i'm gonna run i think i'm gonna run 10 kilometers on january the 14th for um because my friends are running they've got like a sausage fest uh, to raise money for bowel cancer because they're running the... Well, you've listened to the episode, haven't you? It's Rich. You know Rich on the episode a couple of weeks ago. He's running 10K on that day with a, a gang of his friends to raise money to help with their marathon th- fund. So me and Dan are going to do the same thing. Um, Me and my husband, but in Kent on our own. <laughs> but I still don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. I've got a... Like this cough is just winding me up. Anyway, you know, another sip of coffee. And uh, No, not coffee, tea. You enjoying the reflection so far? So number one. Number one is to start. I started something before I felt ready. Number two, discipline. Oh, God. I have procrastinated so much less than I ever have ever in my life this year because I've created business, I suppose, but I've also created lots of space for lunch times, days off, I've been disciplined about, and I will talk about that a little bit in Boundaries, but I've been really disciplined about looking after myself and being healthy. Um, I did 100 days, no alcohol. I started that last January. I'm going to definitely do dry January again this year. I might go beyond that. I'm going to see how I feel. My relationship and my discipline around alcohol and food is amazing. Um I've got this thing about food and I don't know if anyone else this resonates with anybody else but I've really struggled to leave anything on my plate and because when I was growing up we were so poor we were poor we didn't have that much food that every single thing was always you know we couldn't waste it we couldn't be um like anything left on the plate we didn't know when the next really good meal was going to come or if another, you know, well, we're we gonna have a good dinner tomorrow. We do, you know, you, you didn't really know. So I have I always was like, well, I've got to fit it all in, even if I can't eat it all. That does cut that is a lack mentality though, that doesn't sit with money flowing freely and easily to me, and plenty where, where that where that plenty more where that came from. So, as well as when I pay my bills and I say thank you for paying my bills, thank you for paying my electric and my gas and my um petrol and you know every bill I'm really grateful that I get to pay that bill um I also feel really grateful in when I, I'm buying food plenty more where that came from but also when I throw food away now if there's a there's a meal a, a ability to create a meal from something I will always make a meal from it but if it's the odds and ends I throw it away now, and I say, "Plenty more where that came from." Especially with my son's food. Now that's been really empowering for me because I don't—I've eaten it, even if I'm full, and you know, leftovers from the kids' plate and everything. I've always eaten it, not because of, um, oh, I, you know, i, I have to—I have to eat it because. I'm still hungry or anything like that I'm not it's because I worry about the where f- food is going to come from and that is a limiting belief from my childhood and I don't live like that anymore there's plenty more food where that came from so I've been saying that really consciously plenty more food where that came from into the bin I am not a bin I don't need that food It's not wasting because we've had a meal. It's just a little bit extra. It's going in a food compost. That always makes me feel loads better. It's going in the food compost. Plenty more where that came from. And it has just been so freeing to really embody that. So the discipline around food has been amazing. Discipline around alcohol, knowing that I'm actually a far more confident person when I'm not drinking in... The days after a drink, the day on the day of drinking, because especially when I was sober for, for those 100 days, sometimes if I wasn't that bothered about going out, I'd be like, oh, if I, I'll have a drink and I'll feel good. Right. What I've realized is that if I don't want to go somewhere sober, it's not actually worth going to. <laughs> How terrible is that? Like that, well, not terrible, but like what a freeing revelation. Like, I don't have to go anywhere if I don't think I'm going to have a good time so discipline around my choices is like do I really want to go to this event no well I'm not going then so what well, I and I would always use to well I should go really I could have a drink before I go that will gee me up a bit get there have a drink that will gee me up a bit more I'll end up having a bit of fun But then what happens is the next day I'm hungover and it wasn't even worth it because I didn't want to go in the first place. I'm going out, I'm recording this on um, before the 28th because I'm actually off school, not school, off work. I'm going out with my sister and she was like, I don't really fancy drinking. And I was like, yeah, that's all right. We'll just just drive. I don't need to go out. Like with my sister, I could be sitting, I could drink water with my sister and still have fun. I could drink water with my husband and still have fun. Your best mates are the ones that you can sit and drink water with and still have a great time. That that is my barometer now. If I feel like I've got to have a drink with you, you might not see much of me. Controversial. Anybody that knows that I who I've I've seen sober, you know that you you you're my people. A bit more tea. I hope that didn't just slurp on the cat on the microphone. I do apologize um so yeah discipline around alcohol discipline around food discipline around exercising and definitely in just going back to that like for being disciplined around the fact that I'm never going to feel ready to get up in the morning and exercise I'm going to feel damn good afterwards um and then lastly I'm just going to pause the recording so I can have a good cough my imposter syndrome just had a bit of a Well, hello, because um, I wonder if Stephen Bartley ever does that when he's recording a podcast or Mel Robbins. I don't care, actually, because this is my podcast and I'm going to pause to record it because I'm a human being with a cough. So that's okay, Claire. So stop it, doubt. (laughs) My doubt in my head. And the third thing about 2023, it's been massive about boundaries. Boundaries around my energy, boundaries around toxic relationships, boundaries around healthy relationships, Boundaries around a relationship with myself. Just protecting myself and my energy even more, but what's important. Now, Um, I do have, I did have a few toxic relationships. I don't think I really have any more. And that is because of the work I've done this year. I did some really brave work at the end of 2022. Really brave. Which still is quite painful, um, can't really talk about it. I will one day because it I think it's important to talk about it. Um, but it was a it was a difficult relationship that I was not making me feel very happy, and I said no to it. I, I've walked away. It feels really good now. I felt that 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 sort of disservices to how much I loved that person because I really did, and I still do actually. There's a lovely two pack uh, quote that fits in perfectly here. Just because I don't want you to eat at my table anymore doesn't mean I don't want you to eat. I wish all the happiness to them, like so much happiness, so much love. I I love them still very much, but how the relationship developed, it didn't serve me anymore. In a in a point of. It made me feel small and it made me shrink and I wasn't up for that anymore. I'd sort of grown out of it in that respect Um, and it still hurts for it to have even happened like that and I wouldn't have wished that but having the courage to say no to that relationship was really, really important for my growth. Difficult, extremely difficult and painful but... Didn't mean it was the wrong thing to do. You can be sad and know it's the right thing for you. But doing that in 2020, like the end of 2022, gave me the courage and focus, not focus, but the courage and clarity of what I wanted another relationship to look like. That relationship, I i say I can't walk away from it. I probably could. Um. And that relationship is with my mum. So going to go really vulnerable now. Uh, I don't think she listens to this. But I'm now at a situation that if she does listen to it, she potentially would get... I don't know. If you're listening to this, uh, mum, I don't know if it would make any difference. So I don't think it would. I don't think it would. I don't think she's ever going to listen. I'll be honest. This is... I feel like it's a, a big thing of my own development that I don't talk about my relationship with my mum because I have enough respect for her that she's still around um, and she's still part of my life. So I don't... Though it, it's a very weird part of my life, but she's still in my life. So I don't want there. It's not fair for me to publicly, you know, air her out. I just don't think that's right, even though some people would probably argue it's probably fair enough but you know i've i've got enough i've i've got too much integrity i suppose too much um care about just being a decent human being about it but early of early part of 2023 i put some really specific boundaries in place around that relationship with my mum because she doesn't make me feel very good and she knows that now she she knows what her behavior is doesn't make me feel very nice at all um and i the reason why and again i don't need to go into any details but that's what happens and i told her and i told her that my priority was looking after my energy so that i am able to be a really the like to be the best mum that i can be for jackson to be the best human being for the world so if anything is going to impact me to the point where I shrink I feel small I feel less worthy I feel unloved and that's what her behavior has done to me then and you know other things as well again I won't go into details I'm trying to juggle like for you the listener to understand where I'm coming from but also to have respect is a bit of a juggle in my head But for me to, um, for any any relationship that's going to make me feel like that, that's going to impact how I feel worthy in the world and worthiness as it is. And one thing is that if I'm not worth much to my mum, then how can I be worth anything to the people I work with, to the business that I'm building? And what I've realised is, This is so massive Um, and I'm I'm really proud of where I've got to with this because a year ago, I don't think I would be talking like this on on the podcast about this without crying because it's just so painful. It's so painful, but it isn't anymore. It's a bit like I've gone, that's a scar and that's what's important. I think with healing, you can recognize and know that it's still painful when it's a scar, But it's not a scab anymore. It's not oozy mess or anything like that. It's just there. It's just a scar there. And I don't know if it's even a sad thing that the relationship's like that. Because if it wasn't, I wouldn't be here like this, talking to you. I wouldn't be the person I am today. And I think when you can move through... I mean it's, it's it there are moments I feel really sad of of what I've missed out on but then what have I gained you know my having my dad pass away if you're new around here by the way my dad passed away when I was 8 um being a young carer to my brothers and sisters and looking after my mum when we were growing up I, and I had to look after her again I won't go into details of that but um not Growing up really with any parents, not having, I had pet, like obviously I had parents. My dad died when I was eight, but have not having a consistent caregiver means that you have to bring yourself up. And in order for me to have brought myself up, that has allowed me this um, skill set in helping people that is changing lives. So I can't be sad anymore that it happened. I I, I don't know, even know if I could say because there's no point in wishing it was another way because if you wish something was another way, that's not going to do anything, is it? It's just you're just holding on to like a negative energy of the way it could be. and I feel like I've just moved into this phase now of being this this is it. It was what it was. And if I don't find the gratitude in that, then I'm the one that's holding that negative energy. I can flip this and feel really grateful and that's what I feel like I've done this year. So I'm I'm grateful for the person I am today and if the person I am today had to go through that pain... And that's what had to happen. Even saying it out loud, I'm like, am I actually saying this? But I am, and I do... I'm wondering if there's, like, tears hiding around somewhere. But there isn't. I'm just epically proud of myself. I found a picture of my last... Was it last week? I found a picture of my dad. And um, I'm now 39. My dad died at 39 two weeks before he was 40, so... Me going into my 40th year, I just think back to where my dad was in his life. And I think he would be so proud of where I am. I know he would be, because I'm bloody proud. If my mum can't be proud, should that hold me back? Should the way that that relationship is hold me back and that behaviour? Nah, it shouldn't, because it's held me back so far. But it's created this. So I, I, I really want to say to you now, like if you're listening to this thinking, freaking hell. Uh, all I did was choose to rewrite my story. I chose to believe there was a reason for all that shit to happen. There was a reason. There was a something I had to go through in terms of my self-awareness, my skill set, because... I felt that there was going to be a payback in some way. You know, like if I just keep believing, you know, like that Cinderella song, I've spoken about it before. No matter how my heart is grieving, is if I keep on believing the dream without a wish will come true. And it and it does every day. Like, even if I'm sitting there in the depths of pain, because my doubt is being a complete bastard in the corner telling me why I can't do something, telling me why I shouldn't do something, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. My doubt is going on and on and on and it's hurting because I'm having to let go of the person that is holding, that version of me that's holding me back. All of that is still worth it, isn't it? Because then every single time that's happened, when I have felt that pain, something great is coming. And it's like pain, is it, do you have to say that pain is negative? When in hindsight sometimes, like I've been dumped by people and in the, at the moment, in that moment, I just feel absolutely worthless and now I think, freaking, I'm so happy they dumped me. It's one boyfriend in particular was like broke, stamped on my heart, you know, met, ended up with um, somebody else, told me he wanted to be single but then ended up with somebody else two weeks later. Mate, that's not single. Did, was that two weeks enough for you? Um, but at the time, I was distraught. I didn't eat, for Christ's sake. I mean, anything that stops me eating is not good. Like, I was so distraught. And then realised, though, that the person he-, he ended up marrying is pretty cool. I've had conversations with her. She's lush. She's, like, a really decent human being. And, you know, it's years later. But... I'm really glad that he dumped me because one, then we will suit suited together anyway. And two, I got my dad. I mean, I got my husband. He's brilliant. So, you know, I've got to pause it again to cough. So how can I view now that those bad things that happened to me when actually they ended up being really good things? And even my dad passed in a way. I mean, freaking hell, like... I've written, this is why writing is so important. If you do anything for the new year, please start writing every day, please. Even if it's not every day, at least once a week. But me going processing the fact that my dad died when I was eight. He was a heavy smoker. He was an alcoholic. He had done drugs in his time. He didn't eat very well at all. Definitely didn't exercise. He did not look after himself. And especially the 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 cigarettes. Like when he first died, I was like, he cigarettes were more important to him than me. But obviously that wasn't the case. I understand now about addiction. I understand that he was just trying to find his my lights flickering. Maybe that's him there. that <laughs> can you stop it if that is you? Because it's really annoying. My light on the video is really flickering. Okay. Um. But, yeah, like, I, I I understand addiction now. Like, he's doubt. He was a performer. He was a musician. So his imposter syndrome must have been so loud. Him trying to show up all the time. And him just singing his heart out, writing songs, playing instruments. You know, he's so creative. Of course his doubt was loud. And so where was the support then? There wasn't any support. It was just drown it out. Thank goodness I've now, like, when my doubt is loud, I feel it. Oh, my God, it's painful. And I used to drown it out, like I said earlier. I'd have a drink. I'd eat more. I'd have some crisps. Now I'll go for a run. fucking hell. Me saying this, if I would said this to myself, like, five years ago, who the fuck do I think I am? But I'm so much healthier. I'm so much happier. So much happier because I'm not drowning out those feelings anymore. I'm acknowledging them and going, oh no feelings doing it all right you got something to tell me come on then yeah 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 all right okay you're just gonna make me feel shit for a few hours all right okay now sometimes i honestly have to f- imagine myself gripping onto something when, it, when the when the doubt is really really loud it can like really knock me sideways but then it passes i just ride the wave feeling like i need a tattoo with a wave on it Says hold your nerve and trust the process. Because honestly, that moment, that just that moment, you think, oh my god, oh my god, I can't hold on anymore. The wave goes in, it just calms down. Tide goes out, and everything feels so much better. Just have to hold on that tiny bit more. Um, but yeah, anyway, going back to being grateful, all of these moments, I'm all over the place, aren't I? But it's all about boundaries because I think recognizing all of these things has helped has shown me that I am worthy more worthy than I understood me to be before therefore I am worthy like if I want to go and get a glass of water I don't think am I worthy to get a glass of water no I make a plan I get the glass of water so why is it any different at building a six seven figure business why seven figure why is it different me to be in that mindset to i want a seven figure business multi i want a multi seven figure business eight figures you know so i need to make a plan to get there the end there's no questioning whether i'm worthy because that that idea in my head i've got it i've got the ideas i've got it all there I just need to execute, be disciplined. But having boundaries around my energy is so important. I've recently joined Steve McLaren's Mastermind and I've spoken about it a little bit. There are some people in my life I haven't told. It's not because I'm keeping it from them, but it's because I don't want any negativity, any opinions to come in at something that I feel so excited about. I'm so invested with money and time I'm so invested and all in on building my membership. Like my membership is freaking amazing. It's so good. I just want to tell you now that if you are thinking of joining, I'm putting the price up because I've been underselling it. So just letting you know that if you are thinking about joining and you want to come in the back door, you can just message me. Like find me on Instagram. I am Claire Hill. Join before I put my price up. I'm just giving you a warning right now because I am going to put it up. But the I'm so invested in building and building on how great the, the, the Vivid Business Club is, really pushing it so I can support even more business owners who want to read their story and so they can understand their magic but also giving them more clarity and energy in order to make more money. That's what we're about, getting that energy, motivation, momentum behind your business so you can make more money. I am going all in, and I cannot risk anyone with a negative attitude right now or a negative um, opinion. By the way, all of these opinions come from great places. They're not trying to sabotage. They're trying to be amazing for me. I, I can't risk it. So I've not been talking about it because it's mine. I don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about every single idea. And this also comes from having the confidence to validate myself I don't need people out there to tell me that I'm doing a good job because I know I am I don't need people and my clients and that to be fair I don't care unless you're inside the Vivi Business Club I'm like you can tell me about it but I want to know as long as I'm keeping them happy my members and my clients happy okay so I and that's you know that's who I'm showing up to serve But anybody else, even if it comes from a good place, because it's so new to me and I have to use so much energy to inflate myself to get it going, you know, like getting something going takes a lot more energy than sustaining it. Once I feel really confident, I'm in the swing of things, I'll tell people in a couple of months, but right now it's mine. And I think like sharing that on the podcast is fine. Like some people do listen to the podcast. And they'll be like, what's she talking about? If you're one of those people, come tell me and I'll tell you. But you you know that I'm not going to listen to any opinions. So, it, you know, it's okay. It's okay to not have to have everybody's insight into what you want to do because your instincts is going, hell fucking yeah. And that's what writing does for you and practice and having boundaries around your energy. And all of my energy, now I protect it so ferociously for me, for my husband, for Jackson, you know, for the people that I really want to show up for, having the, that energy protected is my sole mission, I suppose. It's like, I've got, that. that's what it's all about. And if you are in my life and you are not there to help me do that, oh, by the way, it's not a one-way street. I'm helping you to do that for you too. Like, you know, I'm, I am I want to help everybody I love get in the same boat as me, 100%. But if you're here to constantly be talking about your problems with, with no want to take action to solve them, I can't help you anymore and I think that that is really again boundaries around that like I I listened to a podcast I think it was somebody on Stephen Bartlett's podcast and they said you know if my friends come to me with a problem I help them if they come back to me with the same problem I refuse to help them they've already had the solution and I feel like I'm a little bit like that like with my clients, I do that very similar. And if you're listening to this, you're one of my clients. You know, I'm like, well, I already told you I'd to. You you got that solution. Why aren't you doing it? It's because they, people get in their own way with it. I just haven't got the the energy anymore to waste. That sounds so savage, doesn't it? I don't mean it like that. Um, but it, I think it just filters the the feeling of, I suppose my self-worth tied up in service to others which is a reason you know like my worth. I felt like I was I'm only worthy and when I was growing up only worthy to my mum if I was in service to her so I have I've had to put some very tight boundaries around that for myself so if you're in my life and it's I don't know I suppose if you don't want to help yourself I can't help savage, isn't it? Really savage. I feel guilty saying it, but no, I don't because it's actually, no one's helped me. Like help myself. Do you know what I mean? Like we all have to take responsibility that the person that gets us where we are is us. It's not anybody else. Like I, uh, my husband is amazing and I can, I do so much. He does so much for me. But at the end of the day, it's only me that can get me where I want to be. And nobody can help you do that, really. They can cheer you on. They can lift you up. They can keep you going. They can motivate you. But the buck lays with you. Like, and we, I spoke to uh, one of my clients today, and I know she listens, so she'll know I'm t- who I'm talking about. And there were lots of barriers in her way. But that's because she chooses to see them as barriers she can't get over yet. Like what? What if we're just like, yeah, okay, that's one barrier. Let's move. Let's move it out of the way. Let's go around it. There's a solution for everything. So it do you choose to see it as something that's an absolute roadblock, or are you choosing to think, hmm, it's I can get that out of my way. I just haven't done it yet. You know. I hope you've been able to stream. <laughs> String this this reflection episode together. <laughs> I've been all around the houses and back again, haven't I. In summary, 2023 has all been about me starting things before I was ready, being really disciplined and boundaries boundaries around my energy, boundaries around my relationships. um and I just want to say that though that last little bit was quite savage, when I love you, and those people who are listening to this, and you know I love you, like my friends and family. There's not many friends and family that listen to this podcast, to be fair, but those who do, you can hear this. Not that I only love people that listen to the podcast, by the way. <laughs> Everyone's very busy. Um, but when you are, when you know when I love you, you know when I'm invested. I'm there for you always. I just, you know, I won't be there as much if you have come through the same problem 10 times I suppose that's what I'm saying it's fair enough isn't it savage I think I'm being brave saying it out loud don't I <laughs> um yeah I just I love very fiercely I love a lot as well and I think that's where it is I, I probably am at that point where I love so much and I've felt I suppose a bit um in the past a bit disregarded not Yeah, and sometimes not treated in the same way, and so it's got to be a two-way street. Got to. Got to be a two-way street, but not in regards to this podcast because it's just a one-way street. I'm just talking to you. (laughs) And you're just listening. So yeah, 2023. What a freaking year. 2024. That's my 40th year. I'm going to be 40 in December. I've got basically 12 months because I'm recording this on the 19th. I turned 39 yesterday. I've got 12 months and I I I said to myself yesterday, this is it now. Like, I'm here for it. I'm ready. And I'm gonna take you all with me. I'll tell you now, the View Business Club, I'm gonna say it again, like if you want to join before I put the prices up, let me know. Um I'm so proud of it, but it's gonna get so good. Like we're moving platforms. Um, So it's going to be so slick and so easy. I've already lined up some amazing guest experts. I'm delivering more courses inside the membership. Um, It's just, I know so many more members are going to be making so much more money and have all that clarity and energy to do so. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. And this podcast is going to get even better. You know, we've booked guests. To last us until the end of March already, like we're three months booked ahead. How amazing is that? Like, thank you to Hannah who edits this podcast to for helping me boost it. Like, she's amazing, and the guests we've got. Oh my god, they're so good. Um, so yeah, really, 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 really excited for 2024. Um, I just want to ask you quickly though, if this is the is this the second time you've listened to this. Podcast, the third lip time? Is it the 50th? If it is and you're not following us, please go and click that button. It means that the podcast grows. It means that I get better guests for you so you get more value out of it. And on that note, I wish you a very safe and happy New Year's Eve when it arrives and a very successful and productive. 2024 when it begins have an amazing day thank you so much for listening to the no rest for the voodoo podcast written produced and hosted by claire hill and music has been composed by my brother phil vidler